the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings and it's meeting time. My friends, I am so excited because today we have a young lady by the name of Erica Stanford visiting us today. She is such a powerful Christian woman. And how do I know Erica? Because we go to the same meetings together. There's a beautiful Christian meeting called Psalms of the Heart. And when I'm at this meeting, I've often heard Erica share of her love and her walk with Jesus Christ. But you know what? Her journey didn't start that way. So Erica's here to share her testimony with you. She's going to share her experience, strength, and hope. And you're going to be blessed. Erica, welcome. Hi, Terry. How are you today, doll? Good. How are you? Good. Erica, we have people that are listening, and they're full of guilt, shame, doubt, hopelessness, lack of faith. And you and I can both relate to that, right? Correct. Well, like I said, you have a powerful testimony. So why don't you start from the beginning of your life experiences and give someone out there a hope shot? Okay. Well, I always start at the very, very beginning. My mom is... um, was born and raised, she's a Jew, and my dad was a Southern Baptist. The two of them got married, and they became Jehovah's Witnesses, and I was born and raised into the Jehovah's Witness faith. Wow. Yes. A Jewish woman and a Southern Baptist father. Yes. And then you all ended up in the Jehovah Witness faith. Correct. How'd that happen? I don't know. (laughs) My dad met somebody at work. He started you know, sharing his faith with my dad and, and they converted. So I was born and raised with it. And when, um, I married, um, a Jehovah's witness man, we got married, we had kids. And when my son was about four years old, he asked me if he could celebrate Christmas. And I said, yes. And that's when I left the faith. Is that how, and when you left the Jehovah Witness faith? Yes, there were extenuating outliers, but that was the final decision maker. Well, if I'm correct, the Jehovah Witness faith, they don't believe that Jesus was God, right? Correct. They believe that Jesus was the Son of God. So not only did the season of Christmas uh, cause you to leave that faith, but the reason for the season as well, right? At the time, I didn't have the reason for the season. I just only had that my son wasn't going to be raised without the holidays like I was. I didn't have that reason yet. Okay. So um, then the rest of my adult life, I had no God, no faith, nothing. And as a matter of fact, I think I became quite um, hateful towards God, um, despised God, if you were a believer, I would actively seek to destroy you and make your life difficult. Like there was this one girl who got hired at my work and she was so full of light and shiny and bright. And I, I tortured her. She quit in three weeks. That's how much I hated God. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started using in high school, but I was very, very casual. Like I started smoking weed at 15 in the high school bathroom. I smoked a couple puffs, thought it was hilarious, went back to class and, and just, you know, did it every once in a while, you know, had a beer at a high school football party on a Friday night, but wasn't really into it. Never liked alcohol. Then I got married at 19, had my first kid at 20 and my second kid at 21. So there was no use of drugs or alcohol in my twenties. I was just raising kids. I, I think I went years without ever having a sip of alcohol and then I got separated and started a divorce right when I was about to turn 30. And that's when I started um, with the drug use. But I was a weekend warrior. But more than that, I was like a month warrior. Like once a month, we'd go get some drugs and we would party all night. And that just went on for a while. And I wasn't ever seeing myself as an addict because I never liked alcohol and it wasn't a daily thing. It was a weekly thing and every other week thing. But looking back, there were definite signs. <laughs> Satan was planting seeds. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But then at 42, I found red wine. Uh -huh. And then from that point on, I could not go a day without drinking wine. Could, I, every day I'd say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drink tomorrow. I'm just not going to have a drink tomorrow. I, I, I was getting to the point of never being in a state store to driving to different state stores around the city. So I wasn't being recognized as someone who couldn't stop drinking. It went from red bottles to, to boxes. It went from how do I hide these bottles? Literally dumping bottles in other people's garbage cans. I mean, just horrible. Leave, leaving red wine on my nightstand to have it first thing in the morning it just got dark you know you're you're bringing to my mind one of the sayings that we've learned in narcotics anonymous we use to live and live to use correct and that's what you were going through absolutely i couldn't stop i wanted to stop i would tell myself i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it then I did it every day. And I was a blackout drunk. Wow. Yeah, I drank to blackout every day. Wow. And then what brought you to the rooms? There were a series of events. One was I woke up in the morning and there was blood running down my face. I, uh, something fell on my head and I didn't remember it. I said something awful to my daughter and I realized I wouldn't have never said that sober. Um, I had an amazing blackout where I embarrassed myself and um, I passed out at, at work parking lot and woke up at like 8 p.m. So I was like, you need help. So one day I just walked into the rooms and that's how my journey began with the 12-step program. You just walked in on your own? I just walked in on my own. Holy Spirit was guiding you there, wouldn't you say? I didn't know it then, but I would say it now for sure. Yes, yes. So... From the rooms, how did that lead you to our Savior? Well, I'd be in the rooms, and I would start to feel something. I was starting to feel a presence that I couldn't explain. I would tell people, do you feel swooning? Like, it just felt like a circle was lit, like a, some sort of, some swooning was happening in the room. And then I started to become very curious, and there was a man who sat down at the desk at the Nala. His name is 
we call him Chuck O. And he invited me to Psalms of the Heart. And I came to that meeting and I had this incredible experience. And I went home and I was so overwhelmed. I just passed out on my bed for four to five hours, woke up, had no idea where I was. And I would say I woke up just different. And then I just started to get curious and I don't even know why, but when you don't know why, you know, that's really God. I just started reading my Bible on my own and I started listening to pastors on YouTube and I would just lock myself in my room and just read the Bible and just kept reading and reading and reading. And then one day I came to Mark and I, I started in Matthew because I thought to myself, well, let's start at the beginning, like enter Jesus. So I started at Matthew 1, 1. So I was now at Mark 12, 24 through 27. And this is when the Sadducees were trying to catch Jesus in a lie. And they were talking about the woman who married a man, but her husband died. And then, and then according to Jewish tradition, the brother married her. And then the second brother married her all the way down to seven brothers. And they're like, okay, so in the resurrection, whose husband she's going to be. And Jesus said, you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the living, not the dead. Amen. And I was in my bedroom and I was hysterical. Like I was watching the best comedy special ever. Now I know that was the joy of the Lord. I was laughing so hard because I was always taught that when you die, you go to sleep and you're dead, you're gone. And here was a scripture that directly said, no, God is the God of the living and that they're alive. And I just started laughing. So I went to sleep that night. And the next morning, there was, the, you know, that that second between being asleep and being awake, that little gap where you haven't had a chance to think a thought yet. I heard and felt that I was saved in that moment. That's when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? That was it. And you've been on this journey for how long now? That was January 8th, 2020. So you have how, how many months of recovery? I My clean date is, my official clean date is October 23rd, 2020. Amen. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Correct. I'm assuming you have a home church? I do. Okay. Grace Life. Okay. But the meetings of Narcotics Anonymous... I was taught that, and this is the line that I use, Jesus is my head coach. The 12 steps are the playbook. And one of the very first things that I got into when I was, because I I just rapidly became, the love of my life became the Bible and Jesus. And every day I just love him more and love him more. The more I read, the more I love, the more I love, the more I want to read. It's just so wonderful. But isn't it isn't it beautiful to consume the word of mm-hmm. God yes. over the lies yes. of Satan? Yes. And yes, absolutely. And you know, you read that word so that when you hear a lie like you can't do that or you want to drink or no one likes you or your family you deserve for your family not to speak to you, whatever the lie is, I just say, No, my dad won't doesn't talk to me like that. My dad says, I love you. Don't look at your past. Don't focus on that. I love you. We can do anything together. Just just trust, surrender, believe. Who's your dad? Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's the Bible say? Abba, Father, right? Abba, 
Daddy. Daddy. And we can call him Daddy. I do. And folks, those of you that are listening, you can call God Daddy. Hallelujah. And how how do we call him Daddy? What do we have to do first, Erica? We just have to come to believe. Come to believe. Listen, we're almost out of time. So spend a minute or two and share with these people that are out there hopeless and helpless how they can come to daddy and how these rooms are an emergency room for those that are sick. Well, I can share what what I did. I, I was so alone. I was so alienated. I was I isolated myself. I had no family, had no friends, just so scared. I was always scared. I was just I was to the point of being scared of being scared. And then I found God. And I just went after it. I just wanted to know more. I just wanted to learn more. And the more I learned, the less fear I had. And the more I went, you know, started, I joined a, a church and I got involved. And so that's your family. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It is. I was just thinking this week, looking at the women that I'm surrounded by, Lisa M. from Psalms or Julie. And Amy Gatano out at Life Recovery on Wednesday nights. I mean, Amy's been with us here on the, on the program. She's incredible. My sponsor, Patty Gatano. These are all Jesus Christ centered women who I have close contact with on a daily, weekly basis. And I look and I think, I can't believe how blessed I am. We're out of time. So let's just end this program by telling these people that there's men and women, available for them as well, right? Correct. Just walk in the rooms. That's all we have to do. That's all we have to do is walk in. God will take care of everything else. Sounds simple. It is. It's true. It's true. Listen, speaking of walking in the rooms, could you come back next week? Because I want you to share with this listening audience how these 12 steps of recovery Help us walk through this journey of recovery and healing. Would you come back next week? Okay. Yes, sure. Amen. Folks, you better tell your friends and family that Erica's coming back to help you. Amen. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.